I'm Melissa White, and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. This is a show to help inspire you to live your life to the fullest, but really to learn about those that guide us, our unseen helpers, guides, angels, loved ones in spirit that walk beside us in this life. I'll share with you personal experiences from my life as a professional medium and mentor. I'll also offer you insight into working with the spirit world and introduce you to guests that I find fascinating and that might lead you on your own journey to further discover your own soul's gifts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White. I'm your host. And I do apologize if the sound is a little bit different today. I'm actually just in line waiting at my daughter's school for her to get out. And it's beautiful sunshine. It's warm. So I'm on my phone recording this, but also the air conditioning is on in my car because otherwise it's just too hot for me. I get a little bit too hot. So hopefully the sound is still good and you'll benefit from this episode regardless. So I really wanted to chat today about psychometry. And I wonder, I'm sure there's many of you listening that have worked with psychometry before, but for some of you, this might be a new concept. So just relax. You can get comfortable. I know some of you will be listening to this as you're walking, some of you while you're driving, maybe cleaning, or maybe waiting at school for your kids to get out of school. Wherever you are, just enjoy. This is for you. So really, psychometry is a way of reading, and it's a way to really access the energy of an object. So. The best objects tend to be the ones that someone has used or had close to them quite a bit. So jewelry and clothing are great options. The jewelry is said to be especially useful because metals tend to retain energy quite well. But you can also use photographs, pictures, purses, ornaments, a letter with someone's handwriting on it. All of those things would be useful. And so you can tune into an item that belongs to someone here in the physical world. So in that sense, you would be using your psychic ability, your, your intuitive abilities to receive impressions and information about the person who's here in the physical world. or you may want to try this with an item that belonged to someone who's now in spirit. So in that case, it would be mediumistically that you'd be making that connection. I would say the important thing is that you have some way of verifying the information that you receive. So feedback will be a fabulous way for you to learn and develop this skill. So it's not really useful if you were to go to, say, a thrift store and find a really cool antique ring and tune into it and then get all this information. I mean, it's useful in a way, 
but it's not the best because you likely are not going to have any way to find out if what you're receiving is true and accurate. So that's where it's important to use something that someone has information about that item so that they can tell you, yes, that's correct. No, that's incorrect. No, I don't know, et cetera, et cetera. So the feedback is one of the most important things that you need to be able to have in order to really learn and grow in your skills. So let me just walk you through how you would want to do this. So first of all, just take a nice deep breath. You would just ground yourself. And what that means, I mean, there's a lot of people that will say you have to envision roots coming out of the bottoms of your feet and going down into the earth and then taking another deep breath, drawing that energy up through the soles of your feet into the body. You can do that. But I think grounding yourself is just getting a little bit also just getting centered, right? So letting go of day-to-day life worries, anxiety, thoughts that are creeping in about your to-do list, disciplining your mind in such a way that you can kind of just be focused, be present, set your intention here, and then go forward. You want to hold the chosen object. And it is said, I mean, people, this is how I learned. I find it's like, either way, it works, but Some people say to hold it in your receptive hand. So that's usually the hand that you do not write with. So if you are right-handed, you might want to hold this object in your left hand. Some people will hold the object to their third eye chakra, which is just in between your eyebrows and up a little bit right there where the pineal gland is, and they find that helpful. So I, I don't necessarily do that, but you could give it a try and see if that's helpful for you. The important thing is not to spend time thinking. I just would ask you to speak or write down every impression that you receive as you're holding this item. One thing to note is like how you feel in your physical body. So notice if there's like an area in the physical body that you feel drawn to as you're holding this item. Notice how you feel emotionally. You might be holding an item and be overcome with joy, excitement. You might hold the item and get this feeling of intense worry, sadness. I mean, just notice that even if it's a subtle thing, just notice it. You want to notice what you see in your mind's eye. So you might be seeing an image in your mind's eye of a painting, an oil painting. So when I first did this, I think this was the first workshop that I ever went to for something to do. It was all mediumship. Like all of the items were from people who were in the spirit world. They belonged to those people in spirit world. And I held this ring and I remember very clearly I held it. All of a sudden my heart started beating really, really fast, super fast. And I saw images of an oil painting. It was actually an oil painting that my parents had in their home. And, you know, at the time I was puzzled about that because I'm thinking, why would I be seeing that this ring has nothing to do with my family, my parents? This is some lady, the random lady that I didn't know. It was her, I think it was her great aunt's ring or something, or maybe her grandma. 
Anyways, turns out when I got the feedback, I just reported like everything that I saw and everything that I felt. And when I got the feedback, she said that it belonged to, I knew it was a female and it was an, like a female in spirit. This woman, she passed from a heart attack. So the, the fast beating intensity in the chest and the heart made sense. And then also she had been an artist who painted oil paintings. And when I described the oil painting that belonged to my parents, the one that I saw in my mind's eye, it was like a landscape of like mountains and water and all, like a nature kind of thing. And that's exactly the types of paintings that this woman in life, that's what she had painted. So the spirit was giving me a parallel that I could understand, that I could relate to. So that was so interesting and fascinating to me. And it made perfect sense. Like everything that I picked up when I held this ring made sense for this woman in spirit. So it was really exciting. That's why I love psychometry for beginners, because it's like to be able to get all of that detail and all of that information simply from holding this item. It's just so amazing. So notice those images. Notice what you see in your mind's eye. You might also be aware of what comes into your thoughts, what you're reminded of. So there might be words that come to mind. There might be ideas. There might be references that you can relate to. You could hear something. You could hear sound. You could hear a voice. You could hear words. You might get a scent. You might be like reminded of a fragrance that, that you're aware of as you're holding the item. You might even get a taste in your mouth. The important thing is to just report what you are perceiving. So especially if you're a beginner, if you're just starting out, what I would suggest is not getting too caught up or worried about what the information actually means and just either writing down exactly what your impressions are or speaking it out loud as the impressions come. The worst thing to do is to sit there and wait and hope that you just wait for the right thing or something that's good information, quote unquote, good information. You'll get stuck in your head. You will just be off track. So really just giving as you're receiving. And especially if you're speaking it, just continue to speak. Don't let there be huge periods of silence. And if your partner, who is the person who has the going to be able to give you the feedback, I would say for the partner, just to hold back on the feedback until the end of the exercise so that the person that's doing, you know, holding the object, doing the psychometry can just give you with absolute like unbiased, just have clarity in what they're receiving without being swayed by what they've already got right or what they've got wrong. That's just my opinion. That's the way that I feel like it will work best. So give that a go. So basically using all of your senses, using the clairs. So seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, smelling, knowing. And for those of you that are obsessed with seeing, I don't want you to freak out if you don't see the images, if you don't see the clairvoyant images. It's perfectly okay. You might be feeling emotionally. You might be feeling in your physical body instead. You might also be hearing. You might be tasting and, and smelling. I mean, just allow yourself to be open and really, really curious. As one thing I mention to my mentorship students all the time, 
the more curious slash nosy you can be as a as a person, the better when it comes to your mediumship and when it comes to your intuitive development. Because really, the curious people are the ones that are going to be like, I wonder. And you'll be great to work with spirit because spirit will be like really, really excited to share with you because you want to know. So that's my advice. Things that you might be curious about. Now, this is not, I'm not saying this is not a checklist. I don't want it to be that way. I just want you to be aware of things that you might be able to pick up. You might wonder who the audit item belonged to. You might wonder what their personality was like, especially if this is somebody in spirit. What did they do? What did they like to do in life? Like, did they love to ski? Did they sing in their choir at church? Were they someone who was a seamstress and they loved to sew? Just be curious about those things. You want to be curious about what the connection is between the person giving you the item and the person the item belonged to. If it belongs to someone in spirit, ask yourself, oh, I wonder how this person passed away. And really, when it comes down to it, what is their message to the person that you're reading for? You know, what do they want to express? What would they like to say? Now, psychically, you can also do this. And it's great to do it psychically to practice because usually you'll be able to find people that are willing to practice with you in this way if it's about themselves. People love to get information about themselves. And so you could do it preferably. It could be a friend, but you want to do it with someone that you don't actually know very well. Because if it's a friend or a family member, it'll be a lot more tricky. You'll be questioning yourself. You already know a bunch of things about this person. And so you'll just get in your head about it. I mean, more easily to get in your head about it when it's someone you know. When it's still possible, you can still do it. But the ideal candidate to practice with would be, I mean, it's one of the benefits of being in a circle, a development circle or in a mentorship program because there's other people that you'll be able to work with that you might not know super well, like a friend or a family member. But yeah, somebody that's sort of like, you might know them a bit, but not not intimately and you wouldn't have like all these memories together and all this stuff so psychically also there there are people who work with psychometry to work with missing persons so if someone is missing oftentimes the psychic is going to want to use an item of their clothing to hold in their hand or something that they had on them that they wore daily so maybe like a watch or their wallet or their keys anything like that, just to kind of like tune into that and make that connection. Is it necessary to have that item? No, you can tune in psychically and mediumistically without the tool of psychometry. It's not a requirement. It's not necessary. However, some people really find it helpful and some people only work that way. So it just depends on what kind of reader you are and what your purpose is and if you want to or you don't. I find in my life, like with readings, sometimes I'll ask people, I do say for group readings, if they would like to bring a photo or an item that belonged to one of their loved ones in spirit, that they're welcome to do so. I don't rely on them. I rarely even ask to use those items, but it's kind of nice to have it handy in 
case, it, in case it comes in handy, like in case maybe sometimes if I need to switch the energy up in the group, if I need to shift the dynamic a little bit, depending on what's happening, I might just say, oh, does anybody have a photo they'd like me to tune into? Oh, does anyone have an item? And I'll use that to spark a new link, a new connection. But I've heard so many people, especially on social media, talking about how if a psychic or a medium ever asks you to show them a photo of the person, run because they're a fraud. Not so. Photo reading is a legitimate thing and you can use it as a tool to connect and spark the connection mediumistically. Does it, is it necessary? No. I mean, obviously, it's in some ways it's not the best when you're working with a photo because then the sitter is looking at it from the point of view like, oh, well, obviously they're telling you this is who I want to connect with and you get the physical description. But from my point of view, if I'm struggling to read for someone, like if the link is not easily happening, and let's just be honest, that is a reality that can occur. It, you cannot be the medium for every single person on the face of the earth. There are some people that you can read super easily, some people that, yeah, that you can read and it's like, it may not be easy, but it's not difficult. Like you can do it and you'll do a great job. And then there are others where we just might struggle. And that's just the way that it goes. It's personality. Sometimes it's the energy between the human people. It depends where they are on their own healing. It depends on their own beliefs around what you're doing. It depends how private they are and how willing they are to open up. It depends on so many things. I mean, we've, we've covered this many times. So there's lots of variables. So in my opinion, if I'm struggling with someone, I'd rather give it a go. I'd rather do a photo reading and have a potential to do a great job and for them to feel really satisfied than to just say, no, I'm not reading for you. So I think it's, it's valid. And you're not saying that everybody needs to bring the photo and you'll only work that way. It's just a tool that sometimes might come in handy. And so it's just like anything else. I mean, we don't want to rely upon tools. I don't rely upon tarot or oracle cards to do my readings. You can do a reading with absolutely no tools at all. Of course, that's how I do most of my work. But there's nothing wrong with infusing your readings and revitalizing and reinvigorating the energy, the link, by bringing in some tools every once in a while. They can be really helpful. And clients do. I mean, clients love when we kind of work in different and unique ways. I think it keeps things a little bit more exciting. So just don't let anyone bully you into thinking that it's wrong, okay? So anyways, th that's what people would use for to do it psychically. Receive the feedback from whomever the item belongs to and take note of the accurate pieces of information that you were able to perceive. And if there's anything that's off, take note so that you can keep this as a frame of reference for next time. And I can't really stress this enough. It's great when you do a practice and you get everything right and you're just amazed and the sitter's amazed. That's awesome. However, we don't learn too much from that situation. We really do learn when we think something is one way, we express it, and then we find out, oh, wait a minute, that's incorrect. And really, when you start to look at it like, hmm, okay, I wonder why I saw it this way, or I wonder why I interpreted that in this way. 
And I think the real development and learning is in being able to take a no and not freak out and think that you're terrible and that you don't have any ability. Like the the cool thing is, is that when you can really kind of look at what was inaccurate, you'll be able then to create a reference for it next time. So when I don't get, then this is just an example. When I don't get the name of the spirit communicator coming through, like they'll give me all kinds of other information. It can be amazing. It can be like the best reading ever. But if I don't happen to get their name, I will stay at the end of the link with the person. Oh, by the way, what is their first name? And the reason I do that is so that I can thank the spirit. So if they say it's Jimmy, I'll say, okay, just so I can thank them. Thank you, Jimmy. I'll say that or I'll say that energetically, you know, like energetically, like in my mind. But I'm also, I'm thanking them. But then I'm also creating a new frame of reference. If I haven't had a spirit named Jimmy come through before, or even if I have, but I haven't recognized that name, by speaking it out loud, by honoring that spirit, because it is important that we know, and it is important that we're saying thank you for the spirit for working with us, it creates a new frame of reference. So I'm much more likely next time I come across a Jimmy in spirit, I'm much more likely to be able to recognize that name because of that. So that is some juicy tips for you guys out there that want to know and want to work with spirit. That's, that's something I would suggest, right? So I would say, you know, with the psychometry, it is something that can be practiced and developed. So really have fun with it. The more you can relax, the more that you can take, like you don't have to take yourself so seriously. Take the act of the work seriously because it's a sacred thing and it's meaningful and it's beautiful and it's important. But you don't have to take yourself super seriously. You don't have to be so intense and hard on yourself, especially when you're working on learning and developing new skills. The growth mindset is really important. And, and just looking at things always as an opportunity to learn. That's a great metaphor for life. And that's where mediumship and life really do mirror each other. Because I think it's the same thing. Like if you take yourself too seriously in life, you can get so weighed down and you can miss so much and you can kind of miss the point. I'm not saying don't take your life seriously. This is a sacred, beautiful opportunity that we have, each of us in this life. And the same with your development. It's a sacred, beautiful opportunity. Is it always easy? No. Is it always like, is it always fun? Probably not always. I mean, the goal is that it will be joyful. But there's going to be moments where it's going to feel frustrating. There's moments where it's just going to feel like, why am I doing this again? Like that, that is just part of dedicating yourself to something that's important to you, something that you care about, and something that you're also really working on learning. It, it's a craft. You know, this is something that does require refinement of your skills and attunement of your own energy. It requires dedication and discipline of the mind. That's something that I've been talking about a lot lately, like how important that is. So it's not 
taking one workshop in a weekend and then going out and putting yourself out there and, and offering readings and, and claiming that you're this or that. It's a lifelong journey and development, not only of your skills, but of you as a person, right? And so that's important to recognize. And I would say, no matter how much training and mentorship I've done and taken and how much work I've put in, like just the amount of readings that I've done, the sheer volume, I still, I recognize that I can be an expert in my field, but I have only really scratched the surface. I am so open to continuously learning new things about mediumship, about spirit, about the way that I work, ways, things about myself that I know I still need to refine and I still need to tackle and learn. And for me, that's exciting. That's super exciting to be in a vocation where there is no limit. There is no ceiling. Like you can continue to grow and develop and learn with mediumship your whole life. And in fact, lifetime after lifetime. I know that I've had a previous lifetime as a very, very feisty medium. And that part of myself, it is like a past life version of me. But she does appear to other people as a guide for me. And it's exact same physical appearance that I've seen in my mind's eye and just details that are have been confirmed by so many other people. They're very aware of her and I'm aware of her. And she guides me through this life. And I know that I'm sort of continuing a mission that was started lifetimes ago, specifically with the mediumship. So it's not a... It's not something that I think that you learn in a short period of time, and that's it. I don't think we ever complete or we ever totally master. It's an ongoing, evolving process, and that's the beauty of it. So I don't know. I, I always feel it's a little bit like red flag when somebody approaches it like they know everything of, there is to know about mediumship. Or it's a bit of a red flag when someone claims that their way of doing it is the only way to do it or the best way and that they're not open to other ways. That really doesn't feel right to me. Like that sort of dis disturbs my soul. I really, the point of view that I take and in my opinion is that we each have unique ways of working. And so I really want to honor my way of working and I really want to honor each one of you, the way that you want to work with spirit and for what purpose you have to work with spirit. Because it's not every single person who has the ability to work mediumistically. It's not everyone's purpose to do it for a profession, for a living. Like, that's just the reality. Like, there are so many different reasons to want to develop it. So don't think to yourself just because you don't want to do it professionally as a career that you're not, it's not valid and it's not good or you're not good. Like it, that has little to do, that has nothing to do with it. We all come to our relationship with spirit in different ways and for different purposes. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I would just offer you on the topic. So I hope that's helpful as far as the psychometry goes. I really do encourage you to give it a go, give it a try. If there's interest, I think because of the podcast, you know, we've got listeners all over the place. So maybe 
an online event might be cool, a bit of a workshop, and we could practice psychometry. We could give it a go. It's super fun. It's super exciting. It's a great way to really sort of see what's happening with your abilities and with all of your different clairs. And so I would encourage you to give that a try. So write to me. Let me know if you do try it on your own and how it goes. I'm very curious about that. And just in the upcoming weeks, I'll be putting out more information about the Exceptional Medium program, the mentorship. And then for those of you that are already established in your mediumship, there's an advanced course, year-long mentorship. It's open to the people who are already taking the Exceptional Medium this year. And so it'll be given to them like they're, they'll have priority for signing up. But if there is room, I can open it up to a few new people who maybe didn't take the exceptional medium, but are established already in their mediumship. It's called the Evolving Medium, and it will be a year-long program similar to the exceptional medium that's already underway, except it's delving into things that are more advanced and also some very specific niche kind of topics based on the needs of the group. And so we'll be, you know, having an excellent time really delving into so much, like delving deep into each person's mediumship. And the beauty of these two programs, and I'm so proud of this, is that it really does explore not just skills and abilities, but who you are as a person, as a medium, as looking at your specific relationship with spirit. And we're looking at the mind of the medium. So with with that, there's going to be opportunity to have regular hypnotherapy sessions with Krista McGrath, who's been a previous guest on this show, and she's also a student of mine in The Exceptional Medium. And she's phenomenal at what she does. And I find that it is sometimes the missing piece, the missing link, when it comes to overcoming fear, anxiety, and all of the other stuff. Imposter syndrome is just wild in mediumship. So I'm so proud that she's going to be a part of it and I'm going to be able to offer that to students on a regular basis. It's going to skyrocket. Like basically, you'll be getting the best of both worlds because you'll be getting all the time to work on your skills and you'll be getting the theory and the lecture from me as well as the practical experience, one-on-one support, like customized, like help and assistance and guidance with your work, but then also this other aspect, which is the healing. So I'm so excited about it. I can't wait. I could talk about it all day, but I'll leave you with that. So wishing you a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day or night, wherever you are, keeping love in your heart. And really, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. And we will chat soon. Take good care. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.